what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and my apologies for the delay. It's been a busy week, but it is NFL Christmas Eve, a.k.a. the start of the first NFL Sunday for week one. Uh, so, NFC West, it is, per usual, lit. Um, we have a great slate of NFC West games. The first one that comes to mind for me, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's going to be San Francisco 49ers going on the road against the Steelers. And that one's going to be, a, a, feels a little trappy. Um, a tough game. Nick Bosa just got signed on a five-year, $175 million deal with a $50 million signing bonus. The highest for a non-quarterback. Um, so he's expected to play come Sunday and it's not going to be, well, take it for you for what it is. So the Niners are favored by about three points. So the Steelers are home dogs uh, over under 41 and a half. So, so it should be, presumably it should be a, a pretty tight game, pretty tight game. So we can talk a little bit more into that. Uh, but later on in the afternoon, you have, well, actually, no, still, still 10 o'clock. Uh, you also have the Cardinals uh, going on the road against the Commanders at Washington. Now, that should be a really interesting game in the sense that the Commanders recently sold, their, or Dan Snyder sold, sold his team, so it's under new ownership. And from what I understand, it should be a packed house. It's going to be a sold-out crowd the first time in a while for Washington. And so they're going to make their smashing debuts under new ownership. And with the Cardinals, I mean, whether it's going to be Chase Toon or Joshua Dobbs, it it's a trip because they released Colt McCoy early in the offseason. And so they traded for Joshua Dobbs. They have Chase two in a fifth round pick. And so I don't even know what to make of this team, but uh, you have the commanders favored by seven over under 38 and a half. Uh, so another projected low scoring affair. Onwards, you have the Rams, uh, NFC West matchup, the first one of the season with the Rams going at Seattle. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, usually it's it's a pretty fun game, but I don't know what to make of this Rams team. Um, for those that checked out the news, their star wide receiver Cooper Cup is, well, he was dealing with a hamstring injury uh, the last couple of weeks. He saw a specialist and then it just it went, it went from one thing to the other. There was some, I don't know, some, some talk about nerves, some other things, but... You know, lo and behold, they put Cooper Cup, as of today, they put him on injured reserve, so he's going to be out for four weeks. So the Rams and, and their offense, I don't know. Um, they're going at Seattle. It's never easy, and the Seahawks have big expectations for themselves, surprising everyone in the NFC making the playoffs last year. And so you have the Rams and Seahawks, where the Seahawks are favored by four and a half, over under 46 and a half. Ah, that was a lot to put in, but... Let's go ahead and talk about the matchups at hand. I'll give you my two cents, and then onwards to week one for NFL Sunday. All right, so 10 o'clock, you have the Niners at Pittsburgh. And to be quite honest, I mean, I really like the matchup for, for both teams because it's just the parallels are, are pretty damn good. I mean, you have Brock Purdy, last year's seventh-round pick, Coming off, you know, would have would have been if he didn't get hurt. It would have been a, a historic season. But 
you know, he remains undefeated in that sense. I believe he has an 8-0 record if you want to count, you know, um, well, the injury in the NFC Championship game. But, anyway, he's coming off a pretty solid season where he's the anointed starter. Hands down, it's his team now. Trey Lance is gone in Dallas. And so you have him, you have a strong pass rush, you have Bosa, and then you have a Steelers team pretty damn similar. Um, you know, second year starting, you're going to have Kenny Pickett. And he came on, the Steelers team came on last year. They, they ended the season 6-1, and one, and they have a killer front seven highlighted by T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. So both teams have really tough front sevens. I think it's going to be, honestly, the battle of the trenches. So you're going to have, you know, in my mind, you know, Nick Bosa, how much... I won't say he's the X factor, but yeah, kind of. You know, I mean, he's only been with the team for a couple of days. He just signed on Thursday. So how effective is he going to be? How involved is he going to be in the game plan? Is he going to be strictly on third down passing situations? Are they going to give him more snaps? Um, because you want to ease him in, obviously, to the rotation. Uh, he missed all the training camp, all the preseason. So what to make of Bosa? Uh, but can this pass rush get to Kenny Pickett? Because... You know, Kenny Pickett, he's mobile, but he's not that mobile. And this offensive line for the Steelers, they're good, but they're not that good. You get what I'm saying? I'd say, you know, they don't have Trent Williams, but, you know, on, on the other side, when the Niners are on offense, their offensive line, outside of Trent Williams, it can be um, pretty worrisome, especially on the right side. So the matchup that I'm looking for on the other side of the football field is going to be right tackle Colton McKivitz. Uh, first-time starter. He's been with the team for the last couple of years, but he's replacing Mike McGlinchey as the full-time starter at the right side, and he's going to go up against your boy, T.J. Watt. That whole right side to begin with is kind of troublesome uh, between T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward on, on the interior. Um, you get what I'm saying. Uh, this is a team where, you know, for, for Brock Purdy, for that matter, he's coming off an elbow injury. This is the first time he's going to be battle tested, albeit preseason is, is preseason, but you're going to have live action. You're going to have a stellar pass rush come from the Steelers and you're going to be on the road at Pittsburgh. And from what I understand, it's going to be raining. I don't know how extensive of a rain. Uh, hopefully it's not going to be like Chicago with the monsoon where Trey Lance had to deal with that last year in the season opener. But, you know, the weather should be an element and, you know, for both teams with young starting quarterbacks, it's going to be really predicated on the trenches and to see who can establish the run. Because, you know, between Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, you, you know, you know who you're getting in the run game. Can they, you know, make things interesting to keep Purdy away from the pass rush, to set up play action and to get your playmakers involved? Or is it going to be on the Steelers with Kenny Pickett and their plethora of receivers? They don't have George Kittle, but, you know, they have Pat. They have some receivers in George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Like, they have some playmakers themselves, too. And, you know, whoever establishes the run first, the Steelers with Najee Harris, the Niners with Christian McCaffrey, you know, the, the more beneficial uh, – for the quarterbacks in the long term, especially to keep them upright against all these stellar pass rushers for, for both teams, for that matter. So, I, I mean, when you look at this overall, um, 
I'd say, you know, for the Niners, I, it's tough at, if they're going to be on the road, but I do like their matchup against the Steelers cornerbacks versus, you know, the Steelers wide receivers against the Niners secondary because between Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Juan Jennings, for that matter, I feel that they're in much better standing against that Steelers secondary, which is, you know, all... Patrick Peterson, as you guys remember, NFC West, but he's 33 years old. He's their number one cornerback. Um, I like my chances against the Steelers secondary if Purdy can have enough time, if he can be able to read the coverages and, you know, play mistake-free football. Uh, not only mistake-free football, but play that sort of football where he had that moxie, he had that sort of ease and cool that he had his rookie season. I'm going to be really intrigued to see how he's going to go with his composure in the pocket uh, to see if his arm has been compromised, you know, coming off his rehab with his elbow. So there's a lot of factors that comes into a Niners team going on the road, especially against a tough team at Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, on, on the other side, I think that, you know, for the Steelers that were coming off a really strong finish from last season, I think everyone is expecting them to take the next step. And on paper, they presumably can. Uh, another year for Kenny Pickett. Najee Harris, the running back, was hurt all throughout the year with a foot injury. He's healthy. Um, and it's interesting, too, because th- this team, they've been uh, they've been practicing pretty hard. Um, from what I understand, they've been really pounding their starters throughout the preseason and, and offseason. And Mike Tomlin has been on record saying that, hey, to prepare your team for the fight, you need to spar. You need to get your licks in to get them ready for the big fight. And the Niners, they've been very, you know, on the other side, they've been very, I won't say protective, but, you know, CMC, Nick Bosa, a lot lot of these guys, they haven't really been playing. They've been trying to stay injury-free, and uh, it's a different philosophy from what the Steelers are. But it's ironic because the Steelers don't really have that many injuries going into this game. So, you know... Let's put it all together. This game is going to be it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be raining. It's going to be, um, you know, a battle of the trenches ordeal. But I think that the Niners they should win. And I know that Kawakami had predicted that the Niners would lose twenty to seventeen. Um, give me the Niners twenty four to seventeen. It's going to be a close game. I think that they're going to come away at the very end. But for all intents and purposes, you know, for the Niner faithful, it's going to be a stressful game. I think that typically speaking, especially the first week, the defenses are ahead of the offense in terms of just getting their shit together. I think that Brock Purdy on the road and with this offensive line that is adjusting, especially on the right side, they're going to have their share of struggles early on. But I think that eventually they can string enough plays to come out with the win. So... The Niners were favored by three. Give me the Niners 24 to 17. Onwards, onwards. The next 10 a.m. game, Pacific Standard Time. You have the Cardinals at Washington. And Commanders are favored by seven, which is crazy because the Commanders last year wasn't particularly good. But at the same time, too, the Cardinals aren't really good themselves either. Going into the season, the over-under win total is four and a half wins. Four and a half wins. That's probably the lowest out of the entire league. Actually, I think it is. Four and a half wins over under. And so I won't say they're necessarily punting the season, but they don't have Kyler Murray. 
Joshua Dobbs is slated to make the third. I, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback, but at the same time, too, the Cardinals, they've been playing some poker face, saying that you know even on the depth chart, you said it could be Joshua Dobbs or it could be Clayton Toon, a fifth-round pick rookie. So we'll see. Uh, I think the biggest thing for the Cardinals is just new head coach. What is the identity of this team? I know that this coach, Gannon, is defensive-minded. He was the Eagles defensive coordinator, and he comes from that train of school. So it's going to be, I won't say he's a hard-ass, but, you know, um, from this offseason, the first week, first game, what's his mark going to be on the team? Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how their defense is going to do. Zayvon Collins, he was a first-round pick linebacker. He's being converted to a N, a pass rusher. They got rid of Isaiah Simmons. They've, um, you know, they've really retooled their defense on the fly, especially for year one of the rebuild. So I'm intrigued to see how all that's going to come together because, you know, for this Commanders team, they're they're good. They're they're on the they're on the come up. Similar to the Steelers, they had a strong finish with a lot of promise. And so you're going to see Sam Howell as the quarterback. He was the starting quarterback to end the year last season. He's the anointed starter this year. And so he's expected to take the next step. Um, And they have some pretty good cornerbacks. I'm sorry, not cornerbacks. They have some really good wide receivers for that matter in Terry McLaren, a.k.a. Scary Terry, and also last year's rookie from TCU in Johan Dotson. And for fantasy football purposes, Johan Dotson's been getting a lot of hype. Um, he's expected to take the next step. And so this, this offense is, on paper, it's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice between their running backs, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Like, they have a couple, couple of nice pieces. Not going to lie. They have a couple of nice pieces along with their gadget guy and Curtis Samuel. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see on paper why people are putting these commanders on the up and up. And, you know, if they're going to make their home opening de- debuts, it's uh, one hell of a time to do it against the Cardinals. So for the Cardinals, matchup-wise, like, I- I'm just really curious to see uh, how this offense is going to be. They still pretty much have the same core set of players. You know, you have Hollywood Brown. You have Rondale Moore. You have James Conner. Uh, it's just, you know, whoever's under center, I- I'm just... I just don't know what to make of it. Zach Ertz is, is hurt, tight end, so he's not going to start um, this this week. Uh, but at least, you know, for the Cardinals offense, what they have going for them is Chase Young, he's, he's out. I think he's out a couple weeks with a neck injury. Uh, but despite that, they have, as you know, for the commanders, they have a killer, killer defensive line. So whoever's under center, I mean, they got their work cut out for them because Paris Johnson is a rookie at right tackle, and the rest of their offensive line, you know, it's it's going to take some time. And, you know, I just, um, I'm, I hope for the best for the Cardinals. Right now the commanders are favored by seven. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I can't really say anything in particular until you see something on film you got to understand like who's going to be the quarterback moving forward, at least for the foreseeable future. And then I can take some more insight from there. But, you know, for the Cardinals defensively, uh, what they have going for them is, you know, the commanders, they have a 
up-and-coming offense, but they're not all quite there yet. I think that uh, if John Gannon, their head coach, is really, you know, a defensive-minded guy, hopefully he can get get his players to step up and play some competitive football. But let's go ahead and wrap that around. I'll give the Cardinals commanders. So you have the commanders favored by seven. Really low scoring game over under, which was what, 38 and a half. So give me, um, give me, the, give me the commanders like, I don't know, 24 to 13. Um, Nothing, it's not like their offense is that much better, but, you know, I think it's going to be, as I mentioned before, offenses take a little bit of time to calibrate, but it'll be a game where the commanders should be able to have a pretty convincing command throughout the game and come out uh, unscathed. Last but not least, let's go ahead and talk about the NFC West matchup to look forward to, which is the Rams and the Seahawks. And it's going to be at Seattle, four and a half, over under 46 and a half. And typically, like the last time they, they played the cert the, the season, it was it was lit, high scoring. That was a game where I didn't expect Geno Smith to go head to head with Matthew Stafford. But this time around, um, well, there's a couple things going on. So for the Rams, they have Matthew Stafford. He's healthy. But who's going to step up as a pass catcher? Cooper Cup is on IR, and so they really need, I don't know, between Van Jefferson and T2 Atwell, their wide receivers, to, to make a play. And they've shown flashes. Jefferson certainly has, but he hasn't done it altogether. So he's going to be forced into that role. He's going to be the number one wide de facto. So I need him, or the Rams need him, to cover some of the ground that Cooper Cup commands because Cooper Cup, as you, I'm sure you guys know, he gets plenty of targets because he's Stafford's favorite, favorite receiver hands down. If not, you're going to see a lot of Tyler Higby. They're starting tight end. They're, I guess, de facto type receiver, but you're going to get a lot of dump offs to him. And, you know, in that same note, I'm hoping that the Rams, for Stafford's sake, against the Seahawks front seven, can protect him, which means establish, establish the run against a Seahawks team whose run defense, for the most part, last year was pretty bad. Right, so Cam Akers is going to be the presumed lead back, the bell cow, and then you have Kerwin Williams, and you know if they can establish the run, which is something that they've had a very hard time doing all throughout last season, but if they can get it right this game, that would go a long way to ease it up for Matthew Stafford because he's coming off a season-ending injury, and so I hope that we can see the Stafford of old. I just don't know who he's going to throw it to. But if you have a, a good run game to get him in play action situations, you know, I like my chances in, in that sense. And I think the Sean McVay team, they, they, can, they can surprise, especially against a divisional rival like the Seahawks because they know them. They know them very well. On the other side, the Seahawks, going back to that defense, you know, their, their run defense was absolutely horrible last year, but... You know, they've made some acquisitions. They, they got their boy, Bobby Wagner, who was on the Rams. He got released. He's back on the Seahawks. He'll love to see it. Uh, they made some, you know, um, I want to say huge, huge, but, you know, they got Jerron Reed back. They sent Draymond Jones from the Broncos. They spent some 
top dollar for Jones. Um, you know, they, they made strides. Um, I don't know if it's all going to come together uh, to affect their run defense and, and make it better, but, you know, I, I can see where they're heading. And from their last couple of years, they've had two really strong draft classes. And so, you know, you have Reek Woolen, you have Michael Jackson, you have Kobe Bryant, you have a up-and-coming secondary. The the linebackers outside of Bobby Wagner, they're... they're they're okay, um, but all, all in all, I mean, this, this is a team that is ascending. Um, their defense is okay, but I think it's their offense that really takes the crown jewels in regards to this team because arguably right now, if you look on paper, between Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, and their rookie, Jackson Smith from Ohio State, I mean, that is a killer wide receiver duo killer wide receiver duo and when you look at this ram secondary they don't have jalen ramsey anymore they have uh who who do they have on their secondary it's it's pretty a a lot of first time names for me um you have mm, well akella with a spoon former niner he's he's gonna be their presumed starter along with um kendrick and their nickelback kobe durant did i say it right yeah, Kobe Durant. So a very young secondary. Um, you know, they, they have Jordan Fuller. They, they have, well, they got him back, John Johnson. So it's just, uh, yeah, I when I look at this team, there's so many rookies. It's, there's so much turnover from the previous year. I'm intrigued to see how this defense is going to respond because, you know, the one mainstay that they have, outside of Bobby Wagner, shout out to Bobby Wagner. It's nice to have you back. But it's going to be AD, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, if he can push the line like he always does and, and wreck havoc, you know, they got a chance against the Seahawks team. Um, but, you know, for a team that is without Cooper Cup and for a team as young as the Rams, it's going to be a tough one, especially on the road against the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, for the Seahawks' sake, going back to when they're on offense, you know, they have, obviously, they have the pass catchers, like I mentioned, but... I'll also be very curious to see how their run game comes around, uh, especially for Ken Walker in his second year. He ended the season off a very strong note, got hurt late in the season, but he's presumed healthy. And then they also have a new kid from UCLA, second-round pick, Zach Charbonnet. And so if they can make a nice one-two punch along with pairing of the receivers, I mean, by theory, I, I think that the Seahawks should be able to kill the Rams, but at the same time, too, I'm not discounting the Rams either because... It's divisional, and, you know, this Rams team, they're young, but, you know, it's always fun when you play a team twice a year, and you just know the personnel so well in that sense. So, I mean, you have the Seahawks, they're favored by four and a half. I I do like the Rams to cover. Uh, Maybe it's going to be closer than expected. Uh, Give me me the Seahawks. uh, Give me, like, 24-21 Seahawks. And so the Rams cover... But the Seahawks win 24-21, a tight affair, uh, an affair where, you know, hopefully for the Rams' sake, whether it's Higby or or Van Jefferson, but someone steps up for for Stafford. And Stafford is able to stay upright and, you know, compete against the Seahawks. So 24-21 Seahawks. Outside of that, you know, I hope everyone has a great, 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 great NFL Sunday, week one. Hopefully your guys' teams are ready. For myself, I, I'm i in like eight, nine leagues. So um, I feel like I drafted every player in the league. But for a lot of my teams, I did bite the bullet. I thought that the value was right. 
So I did it like, I don't know, most of my drafts were like right before the season started. So like a week before the season. So I knew that Cooper Cup, he was dealing with a hamstring injury. I didn't know that he was going to go on IR until today, Saturday, obviously. But I felt that the value was there at the time. So for one league, I got him like late second round. In another league, I got him like early third, feeling that there should be value. I don't know if Cooper Cup will be the Cooper Cup that we know and have come to love for this season. But what I do know is that they are a team that's on the rebuild. So it wouldn't surprise me if they took their time with Cooper Cup. But we'll see. I, I just That's very frustrating for me. And then for the rest of my, my fantasy football teams, I have a lot of stock in Debo Samuel. I think that he's going to be, you know, especially for a injury sort of year, an underperforming year coming off his new contract. I feel that Debo's best football might be ahead of us for this upcoming season. He's certainly motivated, especially after the loss to the Eagles. And then I also have some stock in not so much the Cardinals, uh, but for the Seahawks. Um, Not Ken Walker per se, but I do have some stock in Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Um, I feel that he's going to be relevant in this run game and should Ken Walker get hurt. Again, which he's, you know, he's been injury prone in the past. So, you know, I, I did a late draft round flyer on, on the kid sharpening out of the UCLA. Um, yeah, I just wish that uh, everyone enjoy their NFL Sunday. Be safe and uh, let's go Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, just the West. Whether you're checking out the pod on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, also Twitter at Just the West, Instagram at Just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Until next time, we out here. Peace. <laughs>